Hello and welcome to Being Boss episode number 82. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. Being boss in work and life is being in it. It's being who we are, doing the work, breaking some rules, and even though we each have to do it on our own, being boss is knowing we're in it together. So one of my mantras has always been, what can I do to get paid today? And it's usually what drives my to-do list and priorities for the day. So if you have some client work you can wrap up, get the invoice in front of your client as soon as the work is done. With FreshBooks Cloud Accounting, you can create and send invoices in just under 30 seconds. There's no fighting with formatting or fussing with formulas, just fast, clean, professional-looking invoices every single time. Stay organized and get paid faster with FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. We use it over here and we love it. You can try it for free today by going to freshbooks.com slash being boss and enter being boss in the how did you hear about us section. All right, Kathleen, what do you want to talk about today? Well, we are back from an, a pause in recording. So we, we launch an episode every week, obviously, but some of those we build up so that we can take a summer vacation. So I'd love to just really catch up and see where you've been, but also talk a little bit about work-life balance. And I know it's something that we touch on in most of our episodes, but I want to get really explicit about how we set goals around work and life, how we check in with how we're feeling physically, mentally, and emotionally, both in our business and at home. So that's what I would really like to talk about today. What are you wanting to talk about? (laughs) Same, except when you say summer vacation, I haven't taken one yet. So we've been gone, but I've still just been sitting here getting my shit done. You went on vacation though, legit. I did. I did. You know, what's so funny is last year, whenever we were leading up to our summer, and I remember we were recording twice a week for a few weeks, Mm -hmm. I remember feeling so burnt out. And that actually didn't really happen this year. I'm not, I'm not really struggling from burnout this time around. And I don't know if it's because I've brought more of my like full focus around being boss over the last year and have really intentionally shifted my roles within my own businesses to be able to focus on being boss. Or if it's, I don't know, maybe I'm more balanced in work and life this year. Ooh, maybe you are. I hope so. <laughs> balance for you means good things for me. Um, I, I agree. I didn't really feel burnout leading up to this either. And of course, last June, I like hit the road hardcore. And so I was like, not only was I recording twice a week, but I was packing my house and planning an insane road trip. So last summer was pretty different for me. Um, but I'll also say like, not recording, I've been working or I've been doing just as much stuff over the Mm -hmm. past month. So even though I haven't like an hour or two or three a week hasn't been done or hasn't been used recording episodes for being boss, I'm still here. We're still seeing each other's faces constantly. I I mean, there was one week where we had eight hours of meetings with each other in one week. Yeah, I know. By the end of it, we're just like, hello again. (laughs) Good to see you, Kathleen. But so let's good. talk a little bit, like, what have you been working on? Um, I'm wrapping up a couple of my last client projects, which feels really good um, to be scooting some of those off of my to-do list and just launching some good websites for some clients and and all of that jazz. We've been, uh, we've been coaching our Being Boss coaching 
people, yes. which has been a ton of fun. So, um, so we've been doing that. I've been hanging out with those people over the past three weeks, um, after you handed them off to me. Um, what else have I been doing? I want to explain a little bit about that coaching offering real quick. Go for it. All right. Just because I think it might be interesting for our listeners to hear how and why we decided to do that. And we're not, it's not like an open program that we're constantly selling. But what happened was a couple of months ago, Emily and I decided if we didn't have sponsors, if we didn't have some of the things that we rely on that we don't feel so much in control about, how would we make money from this podcast? So one of the things we thought is we can always sell one-on-one work. So we decided to launch a super quick offering almost just to test out our own bandwidth and our own offerings. And we offered a coaching for coaches offering where we're teaching a couple of other really brilliant coaches who are focusing on nutrition or life coaching around how to set up their own business model um, in a way that sells. So we're really focusing on sales funnels and using worksheets and, um, what else? Like how to nurture their own tribe in a way that they're, they're selling to the, their most nurtured community. So it's been really interesting. I think that we've both decided that we don't probably have the bandwidth to move forward with it, right? Not for the moment. I've had a ton of fun, a ton of fun. And I know that you have too. Like they've been such great meetings and we were able to create such a structured package that it was just really easy to deliver it, uh, but also really impactful for the people who were in there. And so it's been really, really fun. Um, A couple of weeks ago, you were like, hey, we should do coaching again. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And mostly because I'm wrapping up some of my last one-on-one work and I'd love to have a break, but I absolutely see us going back into doing another round of coaching in the future. And especially because we've created such a, such an awesome package to offer people and we see the impact that it's making with the people that we're working with now. Um, I certainly see it happening uh, again in the future, just not at the moment. Emily needs a break. (laughs) I'd be curious to hear how much of our audience is interested in one-on-one work versus selling digital products versus maybe even if they're a maker or artist selling actual physical products. Or digital products because that can be just as easily done as well. Yeah, I would yeah. um shoot us an email. No, do not <laughs> add things know. to my inbox. <laughs> you so, can though. One of the things that we've become obsessed with behind the scenes is email. <laughs> I am so obsessed with email right now. Yeah, me too. Um, we've been, we've been doing a lot of fun things around growing our list and utilizing those lists in ways that are, you know, really helpful for us to get the kinds of information we need from our people in order for us to create really solid content. Um, but also so that we can just continue to deliver solid content. I mean, that's the whole goal is delivering solid content to our people. So yeah, we've been doing lots of things around email marketing, putting in some, some sequences so we can deliver content in a really awesome way. Um, um, and getting lots of information from our people so that we can um, continue to make really smart decisions to make all of our listeners and especially our subscribers happy. Um, email marketing has been a lot of fun. I feel like we're talking about it a lot. I'm getting lots of questions from clients mm-hmm. about it. Um, and we're getting lots of emails about it. We've been talking about it in the clubhouse a lot. So yeah, all kinds of things going on around email marketing. Lots of like jazzy goodness going on there. All right. Let's talk about some work-life balance. 
Yes, so So speaking of email marketing, I created a worksheet just for our email list that is all about finding balance. And I know that balance is something that we've all decided is a myth and that really just whatever is most demanding of your attention, whether that is your work or your home or your friends hanging out on the weekend, whatever is the most demanding of your attention is where you're, where you're going to be putting it, right? And so balance is a little bit tricky, but I'm starting to come back around to the idea that maybe there is a balance to be had. I was about and, to say, I'm about to call bullshit <laughs> on Kathleen's. There's no such thing as balance. Cause I think there is. Now continue. I think that there is too. I just see a lot of articles that like balance is a myth. And, and you know that even at Braid Creative, one of our big focuses is talking about the blend, the work life blend. And even here at Being Boss, we think that being boss is about living a boss life. But I'm starting to come back around to the idea of balance, probably because I've seen a need for it in my own life. And with my love for worksheets, I have decided to create a worksheet just so I could really wrap my own head around how I can achieve balance in my own life. So I created this worksheet for myself, but I'm, I'm sharing it with the rest of our tribe. Um, so if you are signed up for our emails, expect that in your inbox probably today. If you're listening to this and if you're, if you haven't gotten it yet, you can just sign up in the show notes at beingboss.club and we will send that worksheet to you. But I decided to break it down to really looking at how I feel physically, mentally, and emotionally. I think that, and, and I almost put in spiritually, but not everyone jives with that. So kind of emotional and spiritual are combined in one, but really looking at these these layers of being and really seeing what is giving me energy in each of these areas and what is draining me in each of these areas. So I started thinking about with my physical body, like when do I feel physically healthy and most alive? And a lot of this is because a lot of the members in our Being Boss Clubhouse were doing a June Whole30 challenge together. And I know that a lot of people feel just physically awesome whenever they're eating really clean, which you just did a whole 30, a whole se- a whole 17. <laughs> it was a whole 19. So thank you for, for airing my dirty laundry there, Kathleen. Um, yeah, so I did a whole 30. There was one day where I got really into work, and we can talk about work-life balance around this for sure, where um, I didn't eat lunch, and it wrecked me. It like there were five days afterwards where I could not catch up on food. Um, and I was crashing every day. I was taking like two and three hour naps every day after that one day. And so I made myself a big pot of white rice and I dug in and it was magnificent. And then later I had gumbo and then I had wine the next day. So, um, <laughs> So I did. I made it, I made it 19 days in, almost there. Um, but I've done whole 30 multiple times in the past. I did, I gave it a good go. I was just hungry. I was just sincerely hungry and I could not put another sweet potato in my mouth. I am so stoked that Melissa Hartwig of Whole30, and we interviewed her. We'll link to her episode in the show notes, but she is writing a new book. Yes. Which is all about like freedom from, I think, your food addictions and cravings. We're going to get her back on the show to talk about that. Yeah. But we've also been talking a lot to Amy Kretzky, who's a fellow boss who we've also interviewed on the show about self-care. And she has some really interesting views on self-care. And 
one of the distinction distinctions that she made that I thought was really interesting is the difference between healthcare and self-care. And I realized that a lot of the things that I've physically been doing for my body really should be considered healthcare. Like I was thinking that taking the time to cook my meals and to go work out and to go to the chiropractor or the acupuncturist, that that was self-care, when in fact that's just maintaining my health. So it got me thinking, what is the most luxurious thing I can do for my body that is self-care? What's that for you, Emily? I don't know. Um, I think for me, for me, it's filling up my big tub and just like, and this is like emotional, mental, physical, like soaking in a tub full of hot water and Epsom salts, like detoxing my body in whatever way I need to. Like when, oh no, that came out weird. Or that could come out really weird. All puns, not intended, but otherwise enjoyed. Are you shitting in the bathtub? <laughs> No, but no. Um, so yeah, for me, it's tub time. It's taking a moment for myself. Um, I don't do bubbles. That's usually a question I get with my big, do you like bubble baths? No, I don't do bubbles. I do lots and lots of Epsom salt. Um, and just get really relaxed. I love pairing that with like a good, a good cup of, what is it? Natural calm that like, uh, magnesium stuff that puts me on my ass. I'm such a lightweight these days. Um, that honestly, that's luxurious to me. Quiet time in the tub full of hot water and Epsom salt. I haven't had a full body massage since before Fox, since before I was pregnant. Snap. So over three years. So I booked myself, actually my husband booked it for me, a massage for this weekend. Oh, that's with a, nice. With like a steam and sauna. So I'm stoked about that. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. David and I got one when we were in Miami. <laughs> right? After everyone left. And I, I've done massages quite a bit. So David from Mother's Day told me, he was like, you can either get a massage or go buy yourself something fun. I ended up buying myself something fun. Um, because <laughs> massages are usually an ongoing part of my life. That's like, that's healthcare to me hard like those knots in my shoulders those need to go (laughs) so so and and really booking this massage was looking at this worksheet and asking myself what what is the most luxurious thing i can do for my body that feels like an extra and then what is my plan and it was like more massages less blank so let's talk about the less like what makes you feel physically drained what wears you out what makes me feel physically drained gluten <laughs> i like really gluten makes me feel physically drained so doing whole 30 like i don't know life biscuits pizza it happens and we're usually mostly gluten free um my stomach just doesn't like it and it makes me feel like complete and utter shit but life like sometimes there's just a piece of pizza eating there that is calling my name. Um, and though we live pretty gluten-free, like you're only really gluten-free if you're gluten-free for like a good 30 days. Um, so that's something doing Whole30 made me re-realize how off gluten I need to get. Um, and gluten, it, it makes me sleepy. It makes my brain foggy. It makes me bloated. It makes me crampy and angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's PMS. Um, but it's also gluten for me. So what drains my body like physically eating gluten Mm. less gluten in my life mine is working out and you know that i work out a lot and i'm 
tearing down my body every damn day. So I really have started thinking about um, the, the recovery aspects of working out and really focusing on that. So that actually does include things like Epsom salt baths and massages and um, even like cold showers and, and ice soaks. Like we all think about soaking in hot stuff, right? But like cold therapy is huge. So I've really been bringing a lot of attention to the rest and recovery period, which is like probably a good metaphor for entrepreneurship also. <laughs> but really, um, really combating all the stress that I put on my body with my boxing and my kind of CrossFit style workouts with doing things like yoga and steam and saunas and massages. I just need to put my money where my mouth is, which means putting it in my schedule. And so I think this is a big part of self-care and um, work-life balance is that you have to schedule out the the rest and recovery and the play time just like the work time. Agreed. Wholeheartedly agree. All right. So – all right, so covering physical, there mm-hmm. is some other stuff whenever it comes to work-life balance, and it's mental. And I, so I recently wrote an article about how um, my career saved my life postpartum, and I know that that sounds um, like I'm exaggerating, but I really did struggle with some pretty serious postpartum depression that went a l- untreated for a little bit too long, and. Really, my work is what kept me mentally stimulated and honestly happy. So I think that um, for me, like the work-life balance, work actually helped me balance out my life. And I think that a lot of people think about it the opposite way. And I wrote an article about that on Being Boss, um, which we can link to in the show notes. So I'm curious to hear from you, Emily, like, what is your favorite headspace mentally to be in? And what are you typically doing whenever you're in that headspace? Quiet and alone. (laughs) (laughs) Such an introvert. I know, I know. So definitely being quiet. Quiet and alone is where is my favorite headspace. Um, and, and I've created some pretty hard boundaries that like allow me to work this into my life. Like for example, Lily doesn't come out of her room until 8 a.m. Unless she has to pee, of course. I'm going to allow her to use the potty. Um, but she doesn't come out and, like, greet me or, like, do things until 8 a.m. And that way, in the morning, I can get some quiet and alone headspace. Because if I don't have that, I cannot function. Um, or um, David and Lily recently went on a camping trip together, and I had, like, four days alone. And it was glorious. It was so fantastic being in the house alone. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, my favorite headspace is quiet and alone. Um, and I do what I need to do to work that into my into my life. Um, so yeah, quiet and alone as much as possible. What about you? I feel like well, you're probably I mean, running around something. <laughs> I think that um, I love whenever I'm feeling enthusiastic about a new concept. So, you know, I was talking earlier about being obsessed with email marketing and it can, it can almost teeter towards the draining side because sometimes I feel like I was mentioning this in our being boss clubhouse the other day to some of our fellow bosses that I feel like our work right now is a big jigsaw puzzle. And I'm just trying to like unlock the code 
now I'm mixing my game metaphors, but <laughs> it feels like a big game in, a, in an actual good way. Like my my work feels like a game that I'm just really trying to unlock the code. But with email, I think it's just creating content. Like I am happiest whenever I am uh, – maybe happy isn't actually the right word, but I feel productive and creatively aligned and fulfilled whenever I'm either writing content or having conversations and creating content. Like a podcast, for example, or creating a new product with you, like podcasts like a boss, or focusing on the braid method e-course. Those things make me feel so good and alive. But then also I love whenever I'm in a time in my life where I'm learning, um, learning something new that I didn't even know existed. It's kind of the same feeling that you get whenever you watch a really good movie for the first time and you're like, how did I not watch this before? And then being jealous of other people who get to watch it for the first time. <laughs> Do you ever get that? No, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. So, so okay, you feel, cre- or you feel fulfilled, I guess, when you are creating things, but when like when do you when are you creating things like because i feel productive when i'm quiet and alone and i can sit down i can just hammer things out i'm creating content that's super jazzy but like i need like super quiet and focus whereas other people don't mind like they like the interaction and talking to people is what gets them jazzed up like i understand that you feel most creative when you're creating things and of course creating but like what gets you to that place where you're like it is time for me to sit down and make this thing I imagine for you it's like (laughs) post-workout. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, Okay, this is going to sound really weird. Whenever I'm driving or walking, I get the most ideas. Or right after a really stimulating conversation or right after I read a book where I'm learning something that I just can't wait to implement. But like you, I actually really do need that quiet and alone space. So for example, the other day, my husband stayed home from work and he was kind of doing some stuff and he was just standing in the kitchen, which is where my office is, um, like eating a spoonful of almond butter. And I was starting to get fancy. <laughs> I was like, I've got to go to a coffee shop, even though a coffee shop is by no means quiet and alone. There's not this expectation that like, I don't know, I was really You're going feeling to hold a conversation. <laughs> hold a conversation or like be asked something like, what do you want to do for lunch? <laughs> I think we were talking with some clubhouse members or maybe it was even in the Facebook group that like I can make decisions like a boss all day long, but ask me a question about what we're going to eat and I'll lose my shit. Like yep. those, <laughs> it'll just be a breakdown. Those are the arguments that David and I get into. End of day, like we're, I've made decisions decisions all day he's like what do you want to eat i'm like i don't know make the decision for me and it becomes a very tense conversation food definitely definitely the pain point in my life but Um, i will say like all the things that mentally stimulate me and so all those creative conversations and all the writing and all of the making of the content that's also whenever i'm like oh my god i'm so tired (laughs) and i think just like working out i love working out i love boxing i love lifting heavy weights but it's draining, right? It's a physical stressor on my body. And just like work, like work as much as I love it can be so mentally draining. And I think that's where I'm having a hard time with um, with some work-life balance is that 
I'm always on in my head with work. I'm constantly thinking about it. Like, do you ever turn it off? Oh, absolutely. You get me on my front porch on Saturday. And actually, this happened recently. David comes and I'm just like chilling on the front porch. Like, such a southern Person. And you're not thinking about like I'm not, what email could I well, send? No, that would I mean like I do what sometimes. <laughs> I do sometimes, but quite often I'm not. Like I'm just sitting there on my porch, I'm hanging out, and Lily's coming in and out, and I'm, you know, drinking some water or maybe some sweet tea that it happens occasionally. And David will come in and be like, Hey, I just got this email from this person who's having problems with this checkout thing and what email sequence goes out and blah blah blah. And I'm like, huh? Like, I can't even follow what you're asking me right now. Whereas any other day of the week, I'm like, yeah, this is happening. This is happening. You're going to do this and go fix it now. Um, But like my weekend, I turn it off really hardcore, like really, really hardcore. And I can't even process business thoughts. Like it's, it's a little entertaining. David finds it a little bit like disconcerting. He's like, are you okay? Are you brain dead? And I'm like, no, I just turned it off. Um, so I have, I have cultivated the ability to turn it off and, um, it's. Okay. But what are you thinking about whenever you're not thinking about work? This is my big struggle. Oh, I'm watching the squirrels and I'm looking at that bird come to our. (laughs) So you're just like. I'm actually just, zen present. Yeah, I'm in it. I'm in it right here, right now. And it's glorious. Um, or honestly, I'm just telling you, you flicking me off right now. <laughs> you can flick me off if you want. I know. I have figured this shit out, guys. And it is sweet, I'm sweet literally flipping awesomeness. Emily off over Skype. Because like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys, I've found it. I have, it, it. It exists on my front porch. Just come sit on my front porch with me. You'll find it too. Um, but legit, like I, I can turn it off and it can be hard for me. Actually, it's not hard for me to switch it back on. Monday morning, it just comes right back on and I am in it. And, and at that point, it can be really hard for me to go turn it off when I'm in the middle of it. Like, for example... Um, I go out and eat lunch on the front porch quite often during the day. And I'm usually sitting out there like staring out at the road or whatever. And David's like, what are you thinking about? I'm like, I have a coaching call in a few minutes and I'm trying to figure out like how I'm going to whatever. And so at that point, it can be really hard for me to turn it off. But my weekends are my happy place. Like I just, I don't know how I do it, but it happens and it's glorious. And I feel like my work is my happy place. Good. Well, no, my front porch is my happy place. Like, and, and maybe this is where we really talk about that work life balance and that, like, I work from home. I'm going from my studio to my kitchen in 12 steps flat. Like, I mean, there's a pretty big gray zone that is the line between my life and work. Um, but if I, no, there is a divide though. Like I have work when I'm here, I'm here. Like that door is closed. If Lily comes in here, I snap my fingers and she's gone because like I'm at work. But, um, but I can also just walk away from it and, and be totally happy with not sitting in front of my computer screen. And I think that's really where the divide is for me. When I'm at my computer screen, I am working. I recently came in here during the evening to get on the computer to like, look at Etsy. Like I wanted to look at something. And David comes in. He's like, oh my God, are you working? And I'm like, no, I'm actually surfing the internet. (laughs) Like I'm just playing on my computer and it's weird. And he was like, what? That's what my iPad is for. Like my laptop is for work and my iPad is for 
surfing the internet. Right. Well, see, and like my iPad is dead half the time because um, because I'm usually working on it from bed. Like I need to keep a good divide um, between the two or else there is too much of a blend or a blend that I can't escape. I like escaping work sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I like not thinking about it and just being Emily on the front porch, drinking her sweet tea and chatting with a kid about whatever and watching the squirrels do it. And, you know, I think that my work-life balance comes a lot in working out. I think that if you've listened to this show at all or you know me at all, you know that I love working out and I have been able to blend my workouts into my work day. And I think that that's where, like, I'm getting that daily hit of the my hobby, right, which is probably working out. But I think that this, like, weekend situation is where I really <laughs> crave <laughs> – I think it's really, I think it's why I want to live in a more beautiful place. Yeah. Honestly. Like, I think that I would have more of that. Let's just shut it down and be in nature. I think that that's what I'm really craving. And that's why I want to move out of Oklahoma. Girl, I, you or keep maybe talking about comes- this and I'm just ready for you I to be know. like, Hey, guess what? I made a decision. And I po- packed my first box and then be like, mm-hmm. high five. But honey, you keep talking about it. You just keep on I talking. I know I do. And <laughs> I, it's, it's my, okay. So I was actually listening to the Tara Gentili interview with Danielle Laporte. I listened to that, by the way. Thank you it, for recommending it. It was pretty fascinating. And, um, sh- they're both just big inspirations in my life. And we've actually been working with Tara Gentili one on one, which mm-hmm. has been really awesome. She- Fab. in helping to level up our business um but i was listening to her episode and she was talking about feeling unworthy of something i think that danielle laporte basically has this vision of being a rock star like we're talking being on stage and i don't know if she's actually if it's like more of a spoken word kind of poetry situation or if it is stand-up comedy yeah i don't I don't know a lot about it, but anyway, she was talking about it and she said something about, I just don't feel worthy of that vision yet. And she was talking about, this is really interesting, practicing being worthy. Like whenever she was younger, it was usually focused around material things. Like she would go into a really fancy department store and ask to hold that $10,000 Tom Ford purse and just feel what it felt like. And so hearing Danielle Laporte, who I really admire, talk about not feeling worthy, I had kind of an aha moment listening to this podcast where I thought, maybe I don't feel worthy enough of moving out of Oklahoma. And like, I'm youngest child. Yeah. Like I am youngest child, totally spoiled brat. (laughs) I don't think that I'm not worthy of anything. Like I, I feel worthy of having my own television show, which is like a big dream for being boss. I want being boss, have a television show. Anyway, um, like I, I feel like those things are in my future, but it made me wonder. I wonder if I don't feel worthy of moving out of the Midwest. And I don't, I'm still exploring that. Maybe I should go talk to a therapist about it. That's really interesting that you say that. I would love for you to continue to explore that because I I do think, we've talked about this privately a couple of times. I think if you live somewhere beautiful, your life would change in ways that you can't even expect. Um, Because I've been to Oklahoma City. I came to visit. Your neighborhood is really cute, but Oklahoma is an ugly place. Or And not that it's ugly and like not hating on Oklahoma, America the beautiful, right? But there are more beautiful places in this country, in this world, yes, absolutely. Country even. Stay here. 
do it. It will do you some really good good. Uh, We went up to Rock City just yesterday. I'm sitting up there like looking out like seven states in front of me. And I thought of you. I thought of you like looking out Mm. on this beautifulness, thinking like how much better my life has been since moving here. And not that Alabama, like where I lived was ugly because it was beautiful as well. Alabama the beautiful. Um, But I don't know. I think about you a lot and Dusty old Oklahoma. So, <laughs> so um, there are some few. There are a few factors around it, and one of it is Jeremy's job. One of it is having a two-year-old and having a support system around that, and then the rest of our family. So those are there are definitely roots and ties here that are they're roots and ties, here. but they're also excuses. I know. Ah. I know. Totally excuses. <laughs> Anyway, sorry to go on off on a tangent. We'll talk about this more privately listeners. in the future. Um, okay, so let's let's get back to some of these okay. questions. What, so, what are we chatting about? So some about? self-care, like there's the physical and then there's the mental, mm-hmm. what gives you mental energy and then what drains you mentally. And then finally is a, on this emotional level. And so I was trying to think about like what is the highest vibing emotion I can feel? And for me, it's feeling connected. And I think that's why I love having these conversations with you and long road trips with my husband and just thinking about times whenever I feel the most connected also feels the most like love, right? So what is like your highest vibing emotion that you feel? Same. And when do you feel it? When do you feel it? Same. Um, Connection. Like, okay, so we were talking about mental, mentally draining for me is meetings. Like whenever I have a day full of meeting where I'm just talking, I'm intaking information and having to output information. Like I'll get to the end of those days and David will be like, hey, you want to read this thing? And I'm like, oh my God, I can't even. Like you cannot put any more information in my brain. Um, So that's really draining to me for the moment. But it's also super like emotionally fueling. Like I end those days knowing that I got shit done in some way. Like I put things into motion or I inspired someone to get shit done or like whatever it is. I think that again, that connection, talking to people, doing the things, um, that gets done whenever you are conversing with someone and especially on someone on your level. Like whenever I think about the most emotionally happy I have been. Especially in the past, like, two years, our boss vacations. Oh, like, yes. Yeah, leaving those vacations oh. and having had those conversations and it's like, they wear me out, but I'm just trucking along. Like, I'll, yeah. every every time we do one, like, those last couple of meals we have with our bosses, they look at me and they're like, oh, my God, Emily, how are you still sitting here? And I'm like, I am just going off of love right now. Like, it's just fueling me in ways I never even thought it could. Um, super draining, but the most emotionally gratifying thing I can do is hanging out with those people and talking about the things that we talk about, whether it's business or life, because both come up. Um, that's it for me. Love it. Mm. Um, speaking of meetings and work-life balance, I have just now, like within the last few months, accepted that meetings are work. Like, I was trying to cram all the work on top of meetings. And whenever I say work, I mean, like, sitting down and writing or actually implementing all the things that we're planning a meeting about. And I also did a blog post I really enjoyed writing on the on the Being Boss um, website all about what our hustle looks like. And the hustle for me does not look like recording a podcast or or having a planning meeting, it is sitting down and doing the work. So right. I explain what that means in that 
um, episode and I, we will link to that in our show notes as well. But I've just now accepted that meetings are work and I, it's given me a lot of grace to open up more space to do the work that fuels me the most. And meetings, as much as I'm an extrovert, drain me also. And so, Emily, you take Thursdays off of meetings, and I've been clearing my Thursdays as well. I've been trying to clear my Fridays too. And I've really been implementing acuity scheduling whenever it comes to um, like the coffee chats that I have and really using it almost as my bouncer. I think of it as like my, my bouncer to my time. Good. So anyway, but, but emotionally I feel the most connection for sure in work at our boss vacations and even in the clubhouse, like trying to bring, like whenever we have our monthly mastermind calls with our clubhouse members I just am trying to bring that vibe that we've been able to create through the podcast and then offline in our vacations back online into the clubhouse. Um, so that kind of emotional feeling definitely drives the stuff that I'm trying to make. Um, one thing that I was thinking about a lot too is that whenever I'm emotionally feeling really great, how do I behave? Because a lot of times emotionally, I don't feel great. And a lot of that comes with being a new mom and being sleep deprived. I think that that's been like definitely a big emotional struggle in my life, right? But I can still behave as if I feel really good. And so what that means is I'm doing the work, I'm making eye contact, I'm complimenting strangers. So I'm curious, like, how do you behave whenever you feel really good? And I think that the big like action or challenge for our listeners is to behave as if you feel connected or you feel confident or you feel totally boss or you feel in love. Like, how do you behave? Oh, that's <laughs> like I'm like a glass and a half deep of wine in wine <laughs> is how I behave, I think. Um, yeah, I Probably like just generally more open and happy and smiley and giggly and welcoming and all like a glass and a half deep at least. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a sweet thing to think about. It makes you want to like intentionally behave that way more often. For sure. I know it's hard. It's, it's, um, kind of tricky to, remember. And so that's why definitely why I included it on the worksheet is that I don't have to emotionally feel happy or content or in love or it's totally connected to behave that way. So like even this is going to get really personal and vulnerable, but like, let's say even within my marriage, let's say I'm not feeling like super duper in it because we're both new parents just trying to get by, but I would behave as if Like I'd be cuddling on the couch or offering him a drink or spooning him in the middle of the night. Like that's how I behave whenever I feel in love. And so I can behave that way even whenever I'm not like super duper feeling it. And same with work too. Like we get asked this all the time. Like how do you keep moving even whenever you're in a work funk? And it's just behave as if you're not in a work funk. Smile and keep going basically. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's a really good tip and, and one that will work in life, in life and in work. Um, absolutely. Because I mean, not everything is always sunshine and daisies. It's very rarely actually sunshine and daisies, but you can pretend like it is all the time and it'll be just about the same. All right. I want to dive into 
some business things. So we've talked a lot, talked a lot about personal, like glass and Mm -hmm. a half deep. I don't usually work with wine. I don't know. No, I don't. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Back when I designed a lot more, I would. I think I, I think I design better whenever I'm a little drunk, maybe. Uh, but I also just can't drink the way I used to. Okay, you know what? This reminds me. Whenever I first started working for myself, coming home and having – like, coming home, I would always have a glass of wine after work. And it was such a trigger to come home and have a glass of wine that I remember whenever I first started working for myself from home, it would be the middle of the day after eating lunch. I'd be like, now, can I have a glass of wine or <laughs> – I was so triggered by my space. <laughs> that was a Time hard habit to break. I bet. That's really funny. So did you drink more or less after you started working for yourself? Um. Well, I didn't have a drink until I was about 25. I was a late bloomer whenever it comes to that. That's sweet. But I mean, I guess I was just pretty consistent. Probably I was pretty consistent with having a glass or two okay. of wine every day. Up until I got pregnant. And then I've I've been able to break it since where I don't need that glass of wine every day. Yeah. I can have – now I probably have a drink or two a week. Good. Is where I'm at. Good. Perfect. Mostly because I'm old. Like I have a hard time I recovering. Know. I know. I cannot drink the way I used to in no way, shape, or form. I can think about booze without getting a hangover. Um. All right. So we have talked though about lots of, lots of life things. And the thing I really want to point out here is – Whenever it comes to work-life balance, the way you feel in life is the way you're going to feel in work whenever you're working for yourself this way. like And, and I, have, I have this friend who works for a corporation, and who he is at work is completely different from the who he is at home, like in his life. And like I've seen it kind of happen, and it's really weird to watch – I know there's a way to divide it, to have this complete and utter weird division between who you are at work and like what your life is like there and how you feel and coming home and being this whole other person with these whole other experiences and mindset. Like, I know that's a thing. I'm pretty sure that may be like a precursor to some like personality disorders. Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe you can just rock it. But whenever you are working for yourself, there is such a blend that it's hard to see the divide. Um, but I do think there is a balance. I, I know that as much as I love sitting on my front porch, if you put me out there for too many hours, like if you give me two days, you're like, Emily, all right, you're going to have to zen out on your porch for two days. By the end of it, I'm ready to get my ass to work. Because there is this balance. Like I can't enjoy too much life without enjoying some work to fuel the life and vice versa. Um, so let's talk about some work things. Unless you have something that you want to say well, more about Well, I was just going to follow that up by saying I did recently go on vacation, on a summer vacation, which is the one that I go on every year with my family. And I felt a little bit – I didn't feel entirely present on my vacation like I have in the past because I've been in such a work zone. Yeah. So – and I don't know that that's, you know, good or bad. I'm just not going to judge it. And it is what it is. But it's just interesting to think that we do have seasons and mm-hmm. I don't well, know if those seasons are – daily or weekly or even I've been thinking about seasons of life and like really that work-life balance like maybe my 30s is for hustling it out work-wise and in my 40s I can enjoy life more 
Maybe. Let's have a goal that we can both retire by the time we're 40. <laughs> Done. Done. Okay, so business. Okay, Getting business. back to business. Business. Um. So, well, okay, before we get to business, though, even still, I recently did a blog post on the Being Boss blog um, about mandatory lazy days, which I think, I think is a perfect thing to point out right now, where... David and I will occasionally do this thing where we're hustling out. And like I talk about, I also did a post on the work and life hustle because I think you can hustle at work where you're answering emails and doing your task and like and working, like working your job. Hello, this is a thing. You get paid. But you also hustle life. And my life hustle looks like going to the grocery store. Like that for me <laughs> is a hustle, having to do that or going on vacation because there's no hustle like the Walt Disney World hustle. Like <laughs> that shit is real. Um, so like there is a good balance, I think, between the work hustle and the life hustle. And I try to have a good, have a good mix there. Um, I do do no meetings on Thursdays because I'm usually like, like I'm grocery shopping on Thursdays. Um, or I'm super work hus- hustling that doesn't look like meetings. Um, so that was a blog post I did recently about the difference between work and life hustle and how you should be doing both in order for you to have a balanced life. Because if you're only work hustling, you're not life hustling, your life sucks. And if you're only life hustling and you're not work hustling, you're not making any money. Um, but I also did one on mandatory lazy days and this idea that as you are hustling your work and life constantly, sometimes you just need a moment. And David and I started implementing these probably about a year or two ago where we just be like, dude, I need a mandatory lazy day. And I don't know how it ca- how we came up with that name, but we'll literally look at our calendar for an upcoming Saturday or Sunday. We have nothing going on and we will not leave our pajamas. Like we will set it. We won't go grocery shopping. I don't care how hungry you are. Like you're going to go eat those crackers that are in the cabinet because we're not going anywhere. Or you're going to order pizza. <laughs> or uh, we we won't do anything but lay on the couch and like play things on our phones or do a Lord of the Rings marathon or something. And those days where I'm not allowed to do anything other than just rest and be lazy, by the end of it, I am so fueled and recharged to like get going with whatever it is that I have to do that I am totally ready to hit up the farmer's market or answer all those emails or get that newsletter written or whatever it is. I think that sometimes you do have to turn off work. And life so hard to just rest there for a mandatory lazy day. You get to that next level in Tetris like a boss, whatever it may be. And Are you playing Tetris? No, I play two dots. Um, <laughs> That's my I was jam. two dots for a while. I've been playing Tetris lately. Have you? I love yeah. Tetris. I have one game on my phone and it is two dots. I will not allow myself to download another one. Um, and I... I met the, the the top of two dots. Like, yeah, I feel like maybe boss. I finished two dots. That was a big one for me for a while. Yeah, well, they release new ones occasionally. I know. So I'm currently in a moment where I've beaten everything and I'm waiting for the next update. <laughs> this is my <laughs> life. But it's the only one I have on my phone. I play one round in the mornings and one round in the evenings, and that's it. Um, but anyway, so some blog posts for you. Life and Work Hustle over on the Being Boss blog, um, as well as Mandatory Lazy Days. Both are very important for me in terms of finding a work-life balance because I do believe it's such a thing. Now, business. Quickly. You ready for this? I'm ready. Because I also... Quick fire. Right? Quick fire business I, section. I also did a blog post recently on four questions you can ask yourself to set some good um, goals for your business, but I also think it's totally for your life as well. So let's go. First, your mindset. Kathleen, how do you want to feel? Unique. 
one of a kind. Oh, do I sound like should. a do I sound like a millennial right now? You I just do. Want You're to such feel, a little hipster. I just want to feel special. <laughs> what about you? I saw a thing on Instagram the other day. It was like hipsters. What happens when you tell all of your children they're special? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to feel fulfilled. So I want to love all of the work that I'm doing and have it be fulfilling to me, not just shit that I'm getting done because someone someone tells me I need to do it. All right. Next question. Your money. How much money do you want to make? Half a million dollars. When? Next year. Ooh, I, game. Do you like that? I love that. That's <laughs> a good goal. You put that on your chalkboard and we will make All that right. Do. Let's get realistic here. I would like to make $250,000. That's a lot. And I want to point out... I even feel bad saying that number out loud because I think... Don't you dare apologize. Well, here's the deal is that maybe I even wrote about this recently on the Being Boss in a in a blog post. <laughs> what are those called? <laughs> a blog post? What is, mm-hmm. what is a blog post called? I wrote about this recently where I was comparing what I was making to what other people are making. And I remember whenever my big dream was to make $60,000 a year... And someone else was like, I couldn't even afford to live in a ditch for $60,000 a year. And I felt nice ditch. And then all of a sudden I felt really invalidated about my business goal. And so I just want to point out here that a lot of our listeners, their biggest goal is within five figures, low to mid five figures. And it's usually just enough to pay the bills doing what they love. So I'm definitely at that point where I can pay the bills doing what I love. I would like to make enough money. And the reason why I say this is I would like to make enough money to just feel like I can create anything I want to create with a certain amount of financial security um, and that maybe my husband could quit his job and pursue his dream. So whenever I say that number, 250000 that's basically how much I would want to make to feel secure enough to make anything I wanted at any point and for my husband to quit his job. Nice. I, th- I think that's that's a huge thing to point out. Um, I For me... Uh, I was talking to Dave the other day. So part of part of this, and there's a whole worksheet. Go check out the blog post. We'll have the worksheet and the blog post in the show notes for this. Is you have to know your numbers in order to like really be able to answer this question. And for any business owner, hello, you're a business owner. Know your numbers. However, I didn't know my numbers. I have a David for that. So um, I had to have a chat with David. And I was like, David, like for the rest of the year. And so I set my goal for how much money do I need to bring in until the end of 2016 for us to – just be happy, like continue living, pay our mortgage, continue sending our kid to climbing team and all those things, but also paying like maxing out retirement and those sorts of things. Um, and he said 50,000 would do it. 50,000 is all we need for the next six months um, to continue to live the way we live. Plus, Lots of retirement. Um, so knowing your numbers is really important. Like I would be interested to see if you actually knew your numbers, if your number would still be 250000 Yeah. So actually, I have crunched my numbers. Oh, and good. To be, um, to be independently wealthy where I could live off of interest, I need $3.25 million to live off of $150,000 a year in interest. So I have absolutely crunched my numbers. Do I need 250000 No, not at all. Do you want I it? Need, yes. I need far, far less than two fifty. Um, I need a fraction of that, probably a fifth. I could probably live off of 
comfortably $50,000 a year in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, would my husband be able to quit his job? No. Anyway, all I'm saying is I want $250,000 a year. That would make me feel so boss. Perfect. And that's big dreaming. Good. I see. Dream I'm big. feeling apolo- Why don't, am I feeling apologetic don't do saying it. this number? I won't allow you to do it. It just goes to show that it is uncomfortable to talk about money out loud, but it's important, which is why we're doing it here. Okay. Next right. question. Next question. Your work life. How many hours do you want to work? And we'll say a week. Mm, well, I love work right now, and I'm definitely in a in a place where I love putting in the hours. But I would say six hours a day, which would add up to. Six 30. times five, 30. 30 hours a week feels really good. Yeah. And if that means even that I'm working for four days, like eight hours a day for four days, and then taking a three-day weekend, that feels really good. And that's like straight up work. That doesn't include taking time for lunch. That doesn't include taking time for working out. That is just straight up, I'm sitting at my computer working. Mm-hmm. I'm 25. I'm doing about 30, 35 at the moment. And I cannot look at a computer screen anymore. Like, I'm really starting to feel the effects of spending over a decade sitting in a chair with my fingers on a keyboard looking at a computer screen. So for me, 25 is where I want to be by the end of summer. And I think it's totally doable. Um, That's what I want. I'll be making bank, my (laughs) bank, only working 25 hours a week. Okay. Wait, how much money do you want to make? I know you said 50,000 over the next 6 months, but like how much money do you want to make a year? Do I um for me to What's bank? What's making bank working 25 hours a week? Only working 25 like if I could really build an empire only working 25 hours a week. I feel like fair is 100. Like that I would be fine with that. I don't I don't need or want and I do want. I could need um plenty more but i don't want to i don't want to be one of those like entrepreneurs who's working their life away like i want to live my life now and i'm willing to live more cheaply to live my life now if that means i'm not wasting my porch sitting time sitting in front of this goddamn computer (laughs) (laughs) so that's how i feel less work what's what's the last question all right your growth because i think this one's super important is for you to reach the goals you've previously mentioned, I want you to set a goal for where you will seek help first. You go first. Okay. Mine is from David. I need him to cook dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Because what I'm doing right now is um, I'm creating a digital product for Indie Shopography, and I gave up a trip to Bali which uh, secret episode in the clubhouse. You guys missed the whole conversation if you're not in the clubhouse. Um, But I decided not to go to Bali where I was going to spend two weeks just sitting down writing a digital product that I wanted to deliver by the end of summer. I decided not to do that for for lots of reasons, lots of really good reasons. I'm very happy with the decision. Um, But I need to work on it in here now. And I've told David that what he needs to do for me to make that happen because I'm not going to Bali to do it and being taken care of while I'm there is I need him to cook dinner. I need to not have that conversation about food. I need someone to make it for me so that I can just work without having to worry about putting food in my mouth. And then I can make my $50,000 and then be happy and only work 25 hours a week. And then I'll go back to cooking dinner. (laughs) So what about you? 
Well, I mean, I feel really lucky that we have a team of support that is really helping us. And I feel like this year has been a huge year of growth for us where I've been seeking a lot of help from our team and doing a lot of um, delegating and giving up a lot of control over the things that I like to have control over. So even seeking help in getting contributors for beingboss.club or seeking help of Tara Gentili, who's incredibly brilliant to get another set of eyes on my business. And so I think that I've been doing a good job of asking for help. And are you telling me that you need no more help right now? I mean, I feel like I could use help just around, like, if someone could just map out a plan Perfect. and tell me what to do. Oh, yeah. But I feel like, you know, I even ask you for that a lot. I'm like, hey, right. could you task this out or could you map this out in Asana and tell me what I what it is that I need to do? You know, I, I'm just trying to, maybe I just need to acknowledge myself that I've been doing a good job of asking for help. And you have I been. also wrote an article that's been going viral locally here about why daycare is awesome. And so I've been doing a good job of asking for help around my personal life. I mean, I'm with you on the dinner thing. (laughs) I could use some help around. But the thing is that my husband already does all the laundry and all the dishes. And he's very like hands on with our kid, probably even in some ways more so than I am lately. So I, I get a lot of help. And I'm just going to express gratitude for that help. So thank you, Emily. Thank you to our Being Boss team, including Caitlin Brame and Jessica Bramlett. And of course, David, who counts our beans. And I and needs to start cooking me beans. (laughs) And my sister, Tara, and then Corey, of course, for editing and helping us with our site. I mean, we get a lot of help and it's been so great. So we do. And I, I think we do do a good job asking for help. Um, but I also know that for so many creatives, it's not something that they're really into doing at the moment. So if you guys would like to download the worksheet that lays out these questions, check out our show notes at beingboss.club. Give it a download and answer these questions for yourself. I like to revisit questions like this often quarterly probably at least quarterly every six weekly (laughs) whenever we're daily guys (laughs) not even kidding i have different feelings every day um so yeah go check that out give it a download answer the questions and get to work Kathleen here. I wanted to pop in because I've been getting asked a lot what my role at Braid Creative is now that Being Boss has taken off so much. And I wanted to let you guys know that branding, business visioning, and coaching creatives to blend more of who they are into what they do while positioning themselves as confident creative experts is still a huge part of my work and my life. At Braid Creative, I'm still giving my team creative direction and putting my stamp of approval on every single project behind the scenes. But a big part of my role there is helping to create the Braid Method branding e-course. This is something I'm super passionate about, and what this e-course does is it helps creatives who can't quite hire Braid Creative one-on-one work on their own brand and their own business vision. We have an e-course book, a ton of exercises, and even audio files so that you can learn on the go. The e-course is now open to new students only until August 8th. Learn more at braidcreative.com and click e-course in the main menu. Thank you for listening to Being Boss. Please be sure to visit our website at beingboss.club where you can find show notes for this episode 
Listen to past episodes and discover more of our content that will help you be boss in work and life. Did you like this episode? Please share it with a friend and show us some love by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week. You want to do it a wrap up? I got to go. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Done. Done. Bye. All right. Bye. (laughs) See ya. Perfect.